So um, we are now live, Spencer. So um, we'll wait for the audience to build up and then I will introduce you. Or if we don't have an audience, we just have a lovely conversation that we've just been having for the last, the last, the last 10 or 15 minutes, which was, which was fantastic. So um, how you been? We'll just have a chat um, for a little bit. How you been keeping? How's your family? Yeah, re really good. Family well. Kids back at school now, um, homeschooling, uh, yeah. which presents its own challenges. My daughter's uh, doing her mocks, um, which is, I think, finishes the end of this week. Well, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the uh, moody teenager will hopefully calm down a little bit and normality will resume in the house. So we're tiptoeing around just until Friday. OK, there you go. Yeah, my son's doing his, um, his final exam at university and then that's it. Afternoon, Max and afternoon, Andrea. Thanks for joining us. Can you hear us? And is the picture clear? Um, please let me know and then we will get going. I'll introduce, introduce Spencer to you. So can you hear us and are we clear? Um, so it was lovely. I was doing these, Spencer, and I was so blurred. It was just ridiculous. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely crazy. People could hear me, but they couldn't see me that well. So um, you look, look gone, good to me. It's all good. Well, here. I've, I've gone to a different room today. Um, so thank you, Edward. Welcome, brilliant. Um, so Ed, thanks for joining us. Max, yep, can see and hear you both fine. Andrea, yep, sound and vision excellent, fantastic. Um, hi, Shell, thanks for joining us again. All clear, and we can hear you. Hi, Owen. Really proud of you um, getting some offers over the weekend, three properties, three offers on one property. That's excellent. Paul, thanks for joining us. Hi, Ruth. Thanks for joining us. Edward, Edward, yep, yeah, I look tanned. It's very nice. This hurt. <laughs> working, working from home and having too much sunshine is, is lovely. So, Spencer, um, thanks very much for joining um, us today. Um, I think I'm going to embarrass Spencer. I always embarrass Spencer when I speak to him. So Spencer has been uh, at Paramount Properties for 22 years. Hopefully I've got that right today. He was my next door neighbour when I was at Green and Company. We were, hi Jeremy, hi Shataka. Um, we were competitors. Um, I must admit, um, going to go live on this i wasn't a fan of paramount and i wasn't a fan of estate agents and letting agents at the time after i left green and company eight years ago i um i met spencer at a property academy event and we got talking and um i really got to know spencer ever since the last year eight years and spencer to me is an exceptional lettings agent he's one of the best i've ever come across in the uk um his knowledge, his culture, the way he runs his business, his systems and processes are absolutely fantastic. And um, I'm really excited that he has given us his time today, again, um, to share. Um, well, I'm going to I'll give him some tough questions. So, um, Spencer, are you ready? I'll do my best. <laughs> so first question I've got from you. Um, what have you actually learned from COVID-19? Um, you know, if you explain, what did you do with your team? And then what have you learnt? Because I know you've done a hell of a lot. And um, last week you had 13, um, 13 move-ins, which I think is exceptional with what's going on. Um, Kevin Ellis, thanks, Kevin, for joining us. 
Um, he's called you a legend. Don't know why, or is that, le- <laughs> or, is that or is that a legend? So legend, I think. So hi, Kevin. Looking forward to you to coming on on Friday again. So thank you. Hey, so, Kevin. Spence, um, what have you learned from COVID nineteen? Um, I think like most people, the first few days were um, blind panic. Um, didn't quite know what to do. Was really worried about you know obviously the safety of everyone first and foremost and then how we were going to possibly manage to run the business from afar um we're an independent so there's 24 people in the office at any one time um we quickly got the team out i think 24 hours working from home um i've stayed in the office not permanently i do go home in the evening um every day since um (laughs) mainly because we manage quite a few properties and we've got to give keys in and out to contractors for emergency works. I also have three children and bandwidth is not so good at home. Um, we don't have enough hardware. So it made sense for me to come to the office, which has given me a lot of time to think. Um, after the panic, it was about reimagining how the business could be and take it as a big opportunity to accelerate a lot of the ideas that we had um, while that first few weeks was 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 quiet. Um, we artificially controlled the number of applicants coming to us by taking everything, practically everything off the lettings list to speak to landlords individually to see their, where they were at, um, see what they wanted to do with their product. And a lot of landlords, vast, well, vast majority for us, have actually invested in their property during that time. Um, which has helped a lot of our contractors out, which is fantastic. And then the byproduct of that is we now have really nice properties to rent. And it was 15 last weekend. We've done 54 lettings deals since lockdown. Um, 94% of our renewals have renewed, um, all on the same rent, bar one or two high level rents where they've just you know, asked to come down. I think the maximum reduction was 10% that we had on a, on a high level rental. Um, so we've spoken to every single landlord and every single tenant. Um, that's what the team did in the first few weeks to try and just see where they were at to make sure that we had positive lines of communication. You know, we were learning, we made lots of little mistakes and errors along the way with hindsight. Um, and what we worked out quite quickly is there was an appetite and hunger for people to move, but people wanted to do it very much safely. So we wait for a property to become vacant, agree a works program with a landlord, um, some quite minor, but they were all positive taking that property forward. Um, then we would go out and do a video uh, with commentary. So it's myself or one other, it was myself to start with. Um, and I think the first video was about two minutes long. And I thought, wow, this is far too long. And, you know, what, you know, what else can I possibly say? Sent it to the first consumer and the consumer's first comment was, Spence, go back. This is far too short. So back I went. Um, and what we've learned is three to six minutes is what people want, you know, give or take. Um, we've had now just shy of 20,000 views of our videos since we went live, which is just over 30 days ago which is pretty sensational. Uh, and just over 40% of the viewers have watched the entire video. So um, pretty remarkable, really. Um, we've adjusted our website so that we've got a new website coming, which has been 
behind the scenes since sort of November, December. But the existing website, we've just tweaked a little bit. We've made sure that our blogs are updated and relevant. And now if you click on an image on our own site, there's an option within the photo for a video so people can very quickly find what they're looking for. And now, more often than not, every applicant that's coming through to us is saying, you know, do you have a video of this property? So the idea is to give the consumer more of what they want to look at it at a time that suits them without us having, forget COVID, but without us having to drive all around London, because as you know, we cover most boroughs in London from one office. That there's just so much wastage. There's like, you know, I, I uh, it's akin to um, a restaurant where you have, you know, 10 meals going out on a pass. You don't have eight coming back and that's deemed to be a successful restaurant or 10 cars on a production line and eight are no good for, for not fit for purpose. But certainly in our industry, you know, if you have a consultant that's out showing could potentially show 10 properties and they come away with two deals at the end of the day, happy days, and, you know, that's seen as a, a big win. And, and that to me is just sort of dawned on me as being completely crazy and insane. And we really try to work ways around making sure that our, you know, environmentally we're, you know, doing a better thing. Uh, we're wasting less time and we could have a situation if we're pointing all of our focus on the, on the landlord and the product, then, the, the applicants will be able to see the video and actually have those 10 people will boil down to two, but they'll do it in their own time without us having to waste their time or, or our time. And then also hassling the current occupant, you know, which is something that we've avoided completely. Um, so all of the business has been done from afar and safely. And the team are super excited, particularly the consultants. We're working with a, a third party at the moment. Um, who are going to act as a first filtration for us. So they're going to pre-partially qualify um, the applicants that come through. Not talking about property, just partially qualify. So week one into lockdown, we, because of the stock numbers reducing, we had just, oh, I think it was around 25 applicants. Some, I think it was 22. Um, and then three weeks ago, we peaked at 640 applicants in a week. And that's being dealt with by me a little bit and then two other guys one of whom is our david attenborough who's going out doing the videography now so it was a struggle it's not manageable to do that and that's indicative of what we're having for us that's one of our problems and what we've done in the past before this happened it would have been okay let's put more resource at the problem which is a person okay well that doesn't really solve the problem it's just we're just farming and fielding the calls that's all we're doing we're not finding people new homes and that's what we should be doing so um, the first filtration process will be up and running, hopefully within two to three weeks. And we're going to be using money penny to do that. Um, I had a good discussion with them yesterday. Um, we use a, uh, a platform called Area that's um, brainchild of Keaton's. Um, and that's our second filtration process, which we currently have. But it doesn't solve the big, big volume of applicants that we're dealing with from the start. And we always want to give alternatives. You know, if someone needs a, a one bedroom flat and maybe the budget doesn't quite stretch or they need a different tube line or whatever. So Moneypenny will have, it will be like us saying it, but it will just be pointing people in the right directions without the consultants having to sift through and find the right people for our stock. Um, so that's been a source, 
a sort of super exciting uh, progression, really, and something. That how how have your consultants feel, feel about that? Do they are they relieved that they, that work's been taken away from them and they can focus on you know earning money? That, that they've uh, well, they've told me that it will give them the time to point their resource at the landlord and the product, which is where I like to spend my time. Because if you've got a really great landlord that's akin with your values and you like that person, you're going to grow and learn with them over a period of time and you work over a period of time making sure their product is as good as you possibly can make it in line with their requirements and budget, then great, great people will come. You know, that, that's what happens. And then obviously this stock, the more you work on it, the easier it is to manage. And then the more properties you can manage, the more properties each individual property manager can manage because if they're managing 30 or 40 properties that are really hard to look after compared to 40 that are a dream because they've been worked on for the last however long you know continually little incremental improvements then the business can you know flow and improve and that that's really where we want to try and get to i think i think that the consultants are super excited um and that it to have a lot of time to invest in the right thing rather than you know the, the talk sometimes here is oh we, we've got through all the applicants at 11 o'clock well if that's just a process piece that doesn't you know we haven't we're just getting through them you know calling might be leaving a voicemail emailing then following up the next day then you start getting them coming back to you while you're on the phone then you're just playing this sort of table tennis scenario so the idea is we're going to have that after the first, the second phase, the consultants will be dealing with partially qualified applicants who then will be pointing in the direction of the video that we're going to continue with. Um, the idea, I think, with the video moving forward when it's safe to do so is one of the team will be more presenting the video, like a person will be there. And at the moment, we're just walking around, you know, holding our iPhones and, you know, talking about what we can see just from a, you know, um, safety perspective. And have you looked at doing Facebook Lives as well? Is it just for videos? Uh, today. Or <laughs> you. We've no, talked about really, that no, earlier. No, but, yeah. no, but um, Facebook, Facebook, no, Facebook was, Lives with your, with your tenants going around, or you doing it and then getting um, setting it up as an event similar to this, letting your tenants know that you've got a two-bed flat in Greencroft Gardens going to come on. Um, you're going to be there at 1.30 and do a virtual viewing first. And yeah. then if they you know, like everything and ask all the questions, then you can get them down there to save time as well. So we've been looking at that slightly differently. I'm working with a developer at the moment because um, another one of our repeated challenges is once we've gone through this process and we show someone a property, um, there's two repetitive hurdles that we trip over. One is bad credit um, and one is someone is a bit confused about the type of contract they're on, or maybe they're earning a bonus or some additional income that the reference company don't deem part of their you know, annual salary. So those deals are not able to progress. So what we're doing is um, the applicant will answer three, three, hopefully three, possibly four questions, which will partially reference that individual um, and then it will guide them through to properties that they are automatic, that they are um, 
that, su that suits their requirements. So I'm looking for a two bed property with parking and it will take me to those two or three that we have. So I'll be able to watch those videos. And the idea is, is it will be like a, um, the applicants who are partially qualified through the app will be able to see property maybe 48 hours before they go on general release. So a, a sort of variation on that theme, but it doesn't that the Facebook situation obviously gets, you know, great traction with applicants looking, but for us, it doesn't solve our problem with the um, referencing hurdle, which we're trying to wrap up in one piece. And then further on that app or then you'll be able to call your property manager, your renewals coming up in 90 days, you know, we'll be able to communicate that way. The appliances are this, the instruction manuals are that. Um, so yeah, we're working on sort of um, filling out the back end of that and hope to release that. I would say within three months is the plan. Okay, lovely. Hi, Mark Mayer says, hi, Spencer. You know Mark hey. from Bournemouth. Um, Kevin Ellis says, no, I didn't. Hi, Laura, thank you. So please, if you can like it, share it, get your colleagues on as well. And if you've got any questions for Spencer um, whilst we're talking, put them in the comments section so I can answer or ask him as well. Um, I'm going to swear now. Rent only. Not okay, one of my favourite so, things, that, Stephen. I know it's not where the magic happens, is it, Spencer? So mm, let's talk about no. let's talk about let's talk about magic for letting agents. So um, I know you're not a fan of rent only, full stop. But there will be people on here that will have um, rent only properties, rent only landlords. Um, you know, your advice to them to get into rent collection and fully managed. Um. Well, first and foremost, when you're going out on a valuation, you just draw a line in the sand and your, your entry level offering is rent collection. It just doesn't exist. You don't talk about it. So our entry level is, well, guess what? They're there. You're there. They've done the, some sort of research. They like you. They've had some personal recommendation, Google reviews. They like where the office is situated, whatever it is, past success. Um, but if you walk in with an option of, um, a let only scenario, you give them the option to make that choice. Well, just don't say it. Um, when we, you know, when I first sort of talked about it with the team, they were like, oh, this isn't going to work and all the rest of it. And it's actually very empowering because people say, oh, well, I'll go with the rent collection service. And actually, moving forward, um, we want everything to be managed. We do do rent collection, but it's sort of, you know, someone comes back with a rent collection valuation, it's like, you know, well, couldn't you get management? Why, you know, couldn't we help them with the management piece? Um, the, the, the magic for me is a let only, and this is only, you know, from, from my experience at Paramount is quite transactional, you know, so a landlord engages you to find a tenant, you do your due diligence, you find the right person, you do your contract, you do your lovely handover, and you may, if you're good, contact, that tenant and landlord every six months or on a regular period moving forward. You don't have a connection with the property per se. You know, if you're collecting the rent, you know you've got a touch point every single month. Hey, how's it going? You know, you can automatically your foot's in the door. Um, when it's a let only scenario, um, obviously the initial issue for us was landlords not paying our renewal fees because we didn't have any rent coming in. That was a big, big challenge for us. So. 
okay, well, let's make everything rent collection as entry-level service. Um, and then moving forward, you have the opportunity to speak to the landlord about their own home, valuations there, works they might have that they need on their own property, on their rental property, any other rental properties they have, any rental properties they're thinking of having. It becomes much more of a family situation rather than they just, oh yeah, I, uh, who was it? Who let the flat? Oh, I can't really remember. It was a few years ago. Whereas that would never, ever happen on a rent collection scenario because they're in your mind. You see that statement every month. And it, you, know, you need to be artistic as an agent and you need to, I think lots of people will say to me, you know, how do you get more landlords? Well, just get your existing landlords to buy another one. You've just doubled your portfolio. It's, just, it's pretty simple. Um, obviously, new landlords are fantastic, but you don't need to sort of chase the new landlords with marketing and big spends and all the rest of it. You've got to know the personality type and the plans of every single landlord you're currently looking after for the next 12, 24, and 36 months. Because if all of your landlords say, well, actually, I'm thinking of selling in 12 months' time, all of them, you've got a big problem on your hands. You know, you want to have those positive conversations about why, you know, how many your the investment opportunity or speaking to your sales department, you know, making sure that your sales department have got a list of those 10, 20, 30, 40 active buy to let landlords that you've got. And not only active, but what exactly are they looking for? Stephen, you love to buy one bedroom flats in West Hampstead. You don't want anything on the ground floor. You don't want purpose built and you only want to share a freehold. Okay, so we're not going to offer you, and we're only going to offer you what you want. And we get to a point now where we've got not, not lots, but several landlords who will buy properties off the back of, does it fit my criteria? And they don't even need to see it because of past success. You know, so, you know, oh, has Spencer seen it or has Dexter seen it or has Adam seen it? Yeah, no problem. Okay, well, let's commit to that property. And that's, but it takes a long time to build, to get to that situation. But we would never, ever have got there if we were offering let only as a service. And to me, it's just it's criminal that, you know, agents carry on doing it. It's just the sweet spot has to be that, you know, for us, the journey starts when you collect the keys. That's what we talk about. Whereas old school agencies, you know, transactional is they've done the deal. Let's move on to the next one. And that's like they've moved in. You know where they're living. You know maybe their neighbours, you know the surrounding buildings, you know what's happening in the area. You can do things from a social media perspective around that area or around that um, you know, tenant profile type or landlord profile type. So I just think there's a huge, huge opportunity. And you know, if someone doesn't know it exists, they can't, you know, don't you do let only? Why let only? They're for agents who don't want to have any contact with their clients. Why would we ever want to do that? That's it's a no-brainer to me. It's a no-brainer. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so effectively, you see yourself as a wealth manager for your landlords? I, th I think many of us here are, yeah. Okay. Asset, asset so, management for sure, yeah. So I'm a new landlord and I walk into um, the best agent in West End Lane. <laughs> Obviously, you guys um, now Green and Company has been converted to Hamptons and Countrywide. I knew that and no longer there. But you know, this look West West End Lane. There's plenty of choice. There's over thirty odd agents there. Um, yeah. 
you know, and obviously from what I hear and knowing the agents down there, you already stand out differently to the other agents just by your language, you know, and talking what landlords want to hear. So, you, you know, a new landlord walks into your office, you know, how do you, you know, how are you asking these questions about, you know, what their plans are? Because I think most letting agents, and sorry if you're on here, is just basically saying, oh, right, you want to find a place to let, fantastic, or, you know, uh, to buy, to let out, great, that's it. But you seem to be digging into a lot more detail about their plans, um, why they want to buy it. Is it because they want the income? Is it because they want the capital appreciation? You know, how long are you spending with these conversations? Because I think it's important for people on here to understand it's not a 30 second conversation. Take your name, take your details and then buy. It's, you know, you're going into a lot of details here and, you know, you manage what, well over 1,500 people, 1,500 properties. And I know that you've got a vision where you want to see that up to 5,000 in five years time and i know that you will get to six thousand in five years time because i know you've got that hunger great and hairs, desire great hairs, great hairs. <laughs> you, you've got that hunger and desire that that's what you 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 will get there i know you will so what's that conversation that initial conversation well, what's that initial conversation well, look like i i i think I think it is much more than initial conversation. It's a continuous conversation at a time that suits that client. Because what you discuss today, tomorrow, literally right now, could be very different. Um, so these regular touch points are, are critical. And I think what we do differently, um, I mean, we love it when the other agents are invited out because what they tend to do is they cut down part of a tree hey, look at this brochure, Dong, as they put it down on the desk. And they talk about them for about 10 minutes and how much experience they've got in the office and their glossy materials and how fantastic their website is and whatever it might be. And what we talk about is them. So the questions are all tailored around that, that, that individual landlord and effectively, the more comfortable you make that landlord, the more they'll talk and they'll give you the hook. And ultimately, you need to find the problem or problems that that landlord has got and then tailor make your solutions around those. So we call it flexible within a framework. So this is us and we can do anything within these boundaries to suit you, Stephen, as an individual. And I'm, I heard you say Kevin. So Kevin, Kevin's going to have a different wants and needs and different concerns. Maybe he's moving abroad. Maybe, you know, you're moving to a, a, a different part of town or, you know, you're really worried about, um, you know, what, what are the things that most landlords are worried about? They're worried about tenants not paying rent, voids and dilapidations. So, you know, tailor make some of your, you know, initial conversations around those things. Um, but most landlords just want to do the right thing they just don't know how to do the right thing. Um, and we've got many, many landlords, you know, who from years gone by, who are individual landlords and who have got a portfolio of more than 25. I think we've got six now. Wow. So, and that's from having those conversations. Of course, they're brave and that's their personality type. And it's fun. It's not all down to Paramount, not at all. But we have helped them. Um, we've helped them find properties, not necessarily through Paramount 
where you know we're all, we'll always go out and have a look at a property before someone commits to a buy to let because they want us to look after it and they you've got to make sure that they're buying for the right reasons they're buying with their head and not their heart when it's a buy to let so you know it doesn't need to be that perfect scenario it just needs to fit your criteria in terms of i want to retain my property for two years five years ten years okay well let's have a conversation about that because if it's a two years Stephen, that you're going to keep the property we don't really need to talk about product uplift we need to make sure that you've got you know health and safety elements on in line and we've got to aesthetically make it look as good as possible but we don't need to talk about big capital investment because that's just a waste of your time you don't want to do that but guess what if you get that right in 12 months time i can have another conversation with you and i'm saying hey Stephen, are you still on track oh no things have changed all right what's changed well actually i've inherited some money or things have changed for me at work or whatever it might be and i'm going to retain this one and actually i might need to look at buying another one so you, you, it's a moving target, you know, when, you know, when I first met you, I was a young man, very young man. And uh, <laughs> what I wanted, what motivated me to go to work then has changed five or six times from where I am now. And guess what? Landlords wants and needs are exactly the same. So unless you ask them continually at a, at a time that suits them and check in with them at a time that suits them, how would you ever know? You just won't not. And so, obviously now with the technology we've learned Zoom, you, you've got no excuse, you know, to have a virtual water over over Zoom, have a conversation with people and start this, you know, and build this relationship a lot longer if people don't want to do the face to face meeting now. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, with the technology they you can show them around their property. You, there's so many different ways you can um, highlight improvements. You know, there's one particular property at the moment where we've properties just come vacant. I've been down to the flat. We could let it as it is, no problem. Um, but we've given the landlord three different options, which, you know, which is now and you're going to get X and do a bit more. It's probably going to be four weeks work and you're going to get Y and so on and so forth. And the landlords oh, thanks so much for all the information. We go down, we do a video, we send it through on WhatsApp. So guess what? All my landlords are on WhatsApp. So just contact me whenever you want to. It's so fantastic. It's like, it's so personal. They can see the little picture that changes and I can. All right, who's in that picture? Um, I've got a landlord in New York that we've just um, let a flat to in uh, four in Dartmouth Road. And, you know, he said um, his little caption is um, music helps my soul. So I just thought, what music do you like? straight away so we're not talking about property and then we talk, start talking about properties about music rather rather than the property situation so i think really try and befriend your landlords and be brave enough to ask them questions that might be a slightly off piece you know don't go in and replicate because if if you're only talking about well the other agent said it was going to be 300 a week and we're saying it's 320 a week and they're saying it's eight percent and that's saying seven percent I mean, come on, we can surely we can do better than this. Like, you know, talk to them as if you're you're helping them because that's what you really want to do, because ultimately that's our job. Our job is to solve problems for the clients and every client will have slightly different problems. And we need to be it's not. Hey, this is what we do. Do you want to join the party? It's like, what's your problem? What can we do to help you? Just like going to. Head. 
going to a doctor you don't go to a doctor and they don't tell you right i've looked after 950,000 patients you're an individual you know they're looking after you and they're going to diagnose you and your needs and you know you're doing exactly the same thing so relationship between the sales and lettings department so going back years we used to view lettings as a black sheep um, and then soon we realized that that wasn't the case and you know obviously it's very valuable if you were ever to sell your business um, there's going to be certain people um, that may be watching now or later on replay that think well hold on a second we don't have a great relationship with our sales department they're only interested in just selling all the stuff that they get on um, and not passing any, anything over to lettings or or you know helping helping each other out how did you build that um bonds that you've got between the two departments where you can both see it's a benefit to both of you well the key cross-pollination between the departments is absolutely key shared ideas um if from our perspective our sales department have always got a list of active buyers who are buying with their head and not their hearts well, that's a great list to have. You know, they've all bought property before, so they know the ropes. They're not going to be guided by parent or guardian or whatever. You know, don't go for that one. That's not hasn't got quite the nice garden or whatever it is. They are buying it based on their portfolio requirements. So, the flip side for us um, that we. It's an open plan office. I'm looking over here like you think I'm mad, but I'm actually just looking at the office. That's what I'm doing. Um, that we are entwined. We all work together. Sometimes we'll sit in each other's departments. Um, we'll talk about different clients. We'll invite landlords in so they can speak to the sales team and vendors can come in. And because that vendor gonna, is going to buy a property, they buy one bed flat, you know, they might have a family, they have a baby, and they, we want them to come back to us. So they're very much entwined within every single person in the office. There is not an invisible wall here at all because we need, let, we need sales and sales need us. And, you know, we're much, two are, two are much more powerful than one. Um, and there's been many, many occasions where we've had situations where um, a landlord has come back to us and bought directly through the sales department. So, and, and it's an easier sale because that emotional element and the heart element isn't part of the transaction. Um, yeah, so, you know, there, there isn't, it's not, it's a cultural piece. It's not, hey, if you give us this, we're gonna give you that back. It's like, this is what we do at Paramount. This is how we operate. And um, it's not, well, I'll give you a hundred pound referral and you give me a hundred pound. It's your job. <laughs> It's property. It's, you know, we are paramount. And it's like, you know, if we have a good reputation on the letting side and vice versa on the sales, we can both benefit from that. So I, I don't see it as one. Uh, I don't I only see it as one. I don't see it, even property management, you know, is often tucked away out of the way or maybe accounts department or renewals team or whatever. We are one. we have to be bound as one because that's where how we're most powerful. Um, and it's very empowering for the team as well to feel part of something bigger. Um, you know, and it isn't, you know, it's not a, a perfect storm, far from it. But you, you're going to have a situation where the lettings team might have a great quarter and then the sales team might have a great quarter. But, you know, you, you work together, you make, you make the best of it. Um, and 
it's much more enjoyable that way. But you are right. I mean, you know, when I started here, it was definitely lettings were seen as very much the poor relation. And I remember they they were sales were turning over big, big numbers and we were turning over 10 percent when I started. And it was, you know, made me feel pretty low. You know, I was looking around. I was there by myself, like, you know, and now sales have got three people and we've got 24. The tables have turned. But, you know, that's market driven, of course. That's not just that, you know, it's down to the team. Um, but sales will come back. You know, um, all that's happened is the lettings department has grown in terms of property volume. And we believe we need more resource to look after those people properly. Um, you need to invest in the right team to make sure that your clients are looked after properly so they don't go anywhere else. You know, the worst thing ever would be for a client to go to another agent because they have to be so dissatisfied to do that. We have we would have made many, many mistakes and omissions to get there. But right now, there are lots of agents who are still not contacting their landlords, who are speaking to other landlords of agents who are having regular contacts. And guess what? Oh, I wonder if I could, you know, move now because I've got a bit more time on my hands. I'm at home, you know, and we've, we've, we've got a lot of uh, new business that way. Um, 27 new managed flats from just speaking to our developers um, who just said, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, Spence. We don't really want to sell. Um, so that was a fantastic phone call or two. Um, and now we're working on um, one landlord who's got 20 houses in north and northwest London, been managed, but the management is move someone in, done. If there's an issue, then we'll resolve that leak or we'll do the gas safety. That's not management. That's, that, that's not managing a property. That's not looking after the portfolio at all. So what, is, manage what is management to you then? Management to me is, is working with your client over a period of time to deliver the best possible outcome from them, depending on what their requirements are. So, and the only way to do that is by having regular communication with them. And, hey, Stephen, we just let your flat. You got away with that kitchen again, Stephen. Fantastic. Well done, you. But you are really going to have to look at it in the next 24 months. So we've got a team now that can turn it around in two weeks. So potentially if your tenants were on holiday, we could get it done then. And you're looking at a rental uplift of X if the tenants are happy with that. If the tenants didn't want a new kitchen, then we've got to look at it at the next break in tenancy. So you can start preparing for that from a cash perspective. And we'll also, you know, hold a little bit of money back from rental if landlords want that to try and help them with their cash flow. Um, more often than not, the landlords, the fact that they are just aware of the situation and the surprise is avoided, then yeah, no problem. You're ready to go. Stephen, we got, we've just had notice. So that's the kitchen you chose. You're still happy with that? Or do you want to look at anything else? While we're doing the kitchen, anything else in the property we should look at? Maybe the carpets need doing or, you know, decorating a room or two or a front garden or back garden or whatever it is. And then you move along and guess what happens? The, the, the landlord then has a product that's better, the rental uplift is there, and the capital appreciation is there off the back end of that as well. So it's a win-win-win situation. But the only way to do it is by having slightly difficult conversations with the landlord. You know, and in your heart of hearts, Steve, you know that kitchen needs to be changed, don't you? Because you're a sensible man. You just need someone some, to some, push you a Sometimes. Mrs. Brown may not <laughs> agree with that, but yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, you get my point. You know, it's, um, it's forewarned. Um, forewarned is important. So you talk about staying in touch, and obviously I'm a big fan of staying in touch with people. Um, have you found, is there a way where you can maybe, I'm going to go back to swearing on the rent only now, have you found a way that, that you can convert the rent only into rent collection or the rent collection into property management by having a, a stay in touch policy? Well, well um, let only for us is a, a dying breed. We've got less than 20 now across the, and they, they're literally hanging in there, these guys. Like they're, they're all the, and guess what? They're the clients I've had for the past two decades. Well, you've always done it for me, Spence. It's like, yeah, it's time for a change. Maybe next. <laughs> um but rent collection to management uh 21 days is a key date so if you phone a landlord 21 days into their tenancy um that page has been rattled significantly by that tenant who's just moved in as they become used to their surroundings and it's a, a great time to pick up property management so how's it going you know oh, they're phoning me all the time the tenants like what, what's happened? What, are they resolvable things? And, you know, oh, it's just general questions and what have you. What about that property management piece that we talked about? You can turn that on just for a couple of months if you'd like to. Oh, really? Could you do it now? And it's like, yeah, let's do it. Should we, I'll call you in a couple of months and see if you want to turn it off. You phone them up a couple of months time. Would you like to turn that management off? No. Um, and the other one we do, you know, most setting agents would be fully aware of this, that the first month and the last month when you tenants first move in and you're giving the deposit back, that's not a great time to be a landlord. So offer management at that time. You know, okay. you can say, be flexible about your management offering. Stephen, you know, we can manage the first month. You like, you like to have your summer at Lords watching the cricket every day. So you know me too well. You... <laughs> so we're going to give you two months management in the middle and we'll manage the back end as well. And then it's that try before you buy. And if that works for you as a scenario, the next time round, you'll say, you know what, just manage it for the whole length of the tenancy. And but during that management piece, you have to make contact. You have it has to be valuable. It's not just about taking that call about the leaking shower or, you know, you know, the washing machine that's not going. Hey, oh no, fantastic. I fixed the washing machine. I sent someone round, they collected the keys, they fixed the job, and I put the invoice on the system and it came out the rent. That's not property management. It's like Hey, Stephen, we've been around to the property. The tenants are looking after it really well. The good news is they do want to renew, but you might need to look at X, Y, Z. And have you spoken to our sales team recently? Are you looking to you know, improve your financial position in terms of buying another asset? How would that look? And then we get so much opportunity from that, because if I don't ask you the question, you're not going to give me the answer. You're not going to just phone me up. Well, it's unlikely that you're just going to phone me up and say, hey, Spence, I want another buy another buy today. I just I need to sort of cajole you a little bit in the nicest possible way. And there's many, many success stories that we've had off the back of that. Just by building a relationship, staying in and contact, asking, and sending that and WhatsApp photo a bit. Yeah, just keep asking questions, you know, and, and you'll get an idea, a, a flavor and a, that that landlord will have a, a personality that sits beyond that professional landlord piece. And as soon as you get down into the, the nitty gritty, into the heart and soul of that landlord, it's just, it's just you've got another friend in your phone. It's fantastic. Well, I'm gonna, time is running away with us and I'm very grateful of your time. There's a couple of questions and, and a couple more that I would like to ask. Um, and then I'll get you let, let another 50 floor, floor flats this afternoon. Um, so Rav, 
Um, hi Rav, hope you're well from Windsor. How do you get a landlord to spend fifteen to twenty thousand pounds on the new kitchen for an uplift of a hundred pounds per month? Well, I, I don't think we put many fifteen to twenty thousand pound kitchens in. Um, I think I think timing is everything. Um, and if you have the key question is to ask the landlord how long are they keeping that asset for because you're not going to put a new kitchen in and get an immediate turn on your rental but you can put a kitchen in get the capital uplift and when you're right if your if your team are on every single property in our general notes we know Stephen bought that property in 2013 2013 at 230,000 we've spoken to our sales team pre having the conversation with Stephen we now know it's worth 320, let's say, that new kitchen is going to push you a little bit more. Hey, Stephen, you know, you've got this much sitting in the property. Would you like to speak to our financial advisor about releasing some equity and buying another property? We'll look for you, by the way. You don't even need to leave where you are right now. So, so you're being incredibly you're not, proactive. You're, you're not You're not going to say to someone, pay 15,000 and get 100 uh, per month return. That's not what you were trying to achieve here. What you're trying to achieve is you're in for 10 years here, Steve, and that's your plan, isn't it? Because you're going to be giving this to your children, I think. Correct? And how many children yeah. have you got? Too many. Well, you've only got one property, so we need, so we need to collect that straight away, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, let's, so, you know, you need one each. So, so they're there, you're just creating that tiny bit of doubt. Oh, yeah, no, we do need to. Like, how are we going to go about getting two? Because we need one each for the kids. Um, so, yeah, not, don't look at the immediate return. It's all about that. How long are you looking to retain this property for? And then, then work the capital investment around the longevity of that. And what you're talking about, every word you're talking about is asset. You know, you're not talking about property. You're talking about it as a person's asset. And the language... Right that you're talking is very, very different to most agents that I know on the letting side talk about. So that's great. Here you go. Andrea said you could buy a flat in some areas for that much. What, 15 or 20,000 or 100 pounds per month, Andrea? Which one? <laughs> Going to get into trouble. Sorry for being cheeky. Rav, um, does that answer your question, please? Um, Edward said, which reference company do you use, please? Um, we use Van Mildert, um, but we have two people on top of that working full time as our Inspector Cluzos to make sure Van Mildert have got it right. Yeah, they're the move-in support team. So they're office-based. Uh, they sit between the consultant and the move-in. So they have um, the ability to pull the plug on a deal if a deal isn't right. So you don't have a consultant speaking to Van Mildert direct and trying to make a deal happen because they've had a bad month. That just doesn't happen here. And those and that team who sit in the middle are fixed salaried. So success for them looks like we've moved in X number of people this month and six months down the track, we've had no problems with any of them because they have no vested interest from a commercial perspective if that tenant moves in or not. It's all about how successful have those rent payments been. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Um, Rav, thank you. Please, that's answered your question. Andrea, fifteen to twenty thousand pounds in in five in Scotland. Okay, um, you're a big fan of Google reviews. Yes, I was you more of a fan pre-COVID. 
you can, you, you have a few. How many do you have? Um, 700 and something odd. I don't know. They're okay. all the team. Uh, they're not me. <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> they are. They why, are. <laughs> why, why do you think it's important for agents to be asking for Google reviews? I mean, 740 odd is phenomenal. I, I, I think um, my answer was changed in the last few weeks on this i think um we were sort of stuck in the headlights a little bit with reviews in the past i think google reviews are fantastic for recruitment um so you know a new starter you know can have a you know a, a peep a peep into the business before they've started it's really worked well for us and i think new vendors and landlords like it um, I think most buyers and uh, tenants will think we just need to circumnavigate. We just need to get through this agency piece because that's our dream home. Um, so I, I think it's less valuable now. Maybe I'm wrong, but this is my opinion than I did a few weeks ago from a from a purchaser and tenant perspective. And one of the things we're doing and thinking about right now is very similar to Amazon, you know, rating a product, we're going to get the current occupant to rate the property. So they can have carte blanche to write the pros, the cons, and every question, you know, we seem to get asked all the time, why is the current tenant leaving? Well, we're going to, we're going to let the occupant put, there's going to be a drop down moving to a different part of town or whatever, but it's going to be what they love about the property. And it could be the property or the area. Um, and then there's going to be a, you know, if there was one thing you could change about the property, what would it be? So it's all there. So it's the warts and all scenario. So we're not trying to, you know, hide that thing behind the door or whatever. It's total and utter transparency because the pros become more, much more believable when you're listing a con. And I think from an applicant perspective, particularly on the, on the tenant side, for them to get an idea of how it was for the current occupant, I think that's really, really valuable. And that's something that we're going to be uh, introducing to our site real soon. Okay. So um, Andy said, love this concept. Market leading as always. Tenant review, Amazon style, first class. So thank you. Um, Mandy, Spencer, when offering landlords management over rent collection for a few months, do you put up your fee? Do you put up their fee? Yeah, so we management, we charge at 5% plus VAT, and we just simply charge them for a period, that period of time. So we'll charge, Stephen, we're going to charge you for a month at the start. Um, and then, you know, we will pull it if you want to, and then we can, you can, t it's like a tap, you turn it on and off. So straight away, um, one of the, you know, uh, our competitors here in uh, West Hampstead will be saying, You're, you've signed up for management, and that's it. And we'll be saying, Stephen, you know what? Things change. So you might want to do the management yourself. You might find some time to do it. You might enjoy doing it. But we're just here. You can turn it off for a month or two whenever you need to. So straight away, that's we're here to solve a problem. But the reality of what happens is almost everyone just turns the management on full time. But it's easy to turn on. It's a, it's a system thing. You're collecting the rent anyway. You just have the property manager on or off. And how many people, how many one agent do you think can manage per managed property? What, how many property managers, how, how many properties can a property manager manage? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, great question. You know, my good, good, good translation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think um, this depends on lots of things. Um, number one, let's say your your sweet spot as a as a business, and I think businesses are going to change depending on the type of property, whether it's houses or flats or whatever, and distance from the office to the most outlying properties that they're managing because there's travel time involved. Let's say you decide it's 140 and then you've got Joe and Bill. Okay. And Bill is, he's happy at 140. This guy is fantastic. 140 is just on point. Everyone loves him. He's growing the business and all the rest of it. But 140 is where he's at. Joe comes along and actually has the ability to do 160. So it needs to be based on the individual, not on the company. And I think lots of us have got this wrong in the past. You know, one of my big, big mistakes is definitely thinking that a property manager, all this is how much a property manager manages is paramount. Well, it's ridiculous. It has to be based on the individual's ability to manage more. The other thing to think about is if you have a portfolio man, uh, landlord, and we have a few of those large landlords, you know, with hundreds of properties, um, if you've got 140 individual personalities, if I'm managing 140 Stephen Browns, that is hard work. Thanks. Okay. If I'm if I'm man <laughs> if I'm sorry, <laughs> if I'm managing two Stephen Browns, life is a lot easier. The, the level of property is the same, but the personality is greatly reduced. So I think you need to look at the individual property manager's ability. You need to look at the the numbers behind the landlord numbers behind the property. And I think you also need to be thinking about personality matching, which is something we've tried to do because you've got some landlords who, you know, you'll know you're the top 10, who are your hands on landlords that are calling you all the time, match those with a, with a property manager who can handle them. Don't get them and water them down. Oh, you can have those three and you can have those because it's not going to work for these property managers over here. This one, no problem. I've got it. Or you've got the really laid back landlords. I don't want you to, I don't want to hear from you at all. I'm paying you to manage the property. Just get on and manage it. Well, this is our more laissez-faire type property manager over here. Um, so it's something, obviously it's not scientific, but it's something that we're aware of. And we'll also on renewal, check in with the landlord. How's it going with the property manager? Do you want to change? Is there anything you'd like to change? What can we do better? And most of them will say, thankfully, yeah, doing a great job. There's a few bits and pieces. But if they want to change the property manager, they can. Well, what, how, why, why do you need to change them? What, what are we doing wrong? How, hold on. Well, which personality matches that requirement? Let's switch them out. Because it's so fluid. It's, it's moving. It's fun. I'm going to come to two questions, but I've just been writing some stuff down. Um, and one of the things that I wrote down is about your systems and processes and how you're constantly um, reviewing it to make them better. So you are always, you're always trying to strive that, find that extra 1% and, you know, tweak it and make the difference. You know, I know, I know, and this is, I think you were a perfectionist and I thought I was anal on doing things, but I think I've more than found my, I think I've more than found my match with you. But, you know, what you're striving to do is what is best for your landlords and your customers and your tenants. And just by asking that simple question, what will make it better? You know, 
you are going to find things, those little things, where actually you're talking about those personality matches. You know, but it's just those small marginal gains that make a massive, massive difference. And that's why I think you are an exceptional, exceptional, exceptional um, agent. Absolutely fantastic. It's also, Stephen, on the on the on evaluation. If I say to you, you know, we we match up our property managers to the best of our ability with a person with your personality. Tell me a bit about yourself. Okay, totally off piece property. You're going to talk to me about all sorts of different things, and I'm going to learn bits about you straight away. And I can think, okay, well, that's going to go with Hannah. That's going to go with Steve. That's going to go with Reagan. So, but there's not many agents that are going to be having those type of conversations. I don't think. Um, no. And that you need to be a bit more memorable. You need to be memorable. I think it's important, isn't it? Okay. Well, I agree. It's all about being memorable. It's all about magic um, and showing that you're different and standing out. And it comes back to what you said, you know, it's building that trust, you know, so you've got people that trust you to go and buy properties for them. And as long as you have, you know, you've seen it and they're happy, they're more than happy for you to go. You know and you've built that over time and that's fantastic and to start you know a business where presumably you were at nothing and you've grown it from zero to 1500 you know and a lot of those you know again you made a really interesting point earlier a lot of agents are chasing the new landlord they're chasing they're chasing they're chasing and you've got so many existing landlords on there that you're already dealing with them and you know trying to they get neglected get yeah neglected. So, so and also guess what they've got friends that are landlords as well you know and are, are you you know and if you're asking them look are you happy with everything i've done you know do you have a friend spencer have you got any friends got a couple only a couple yeah um are any of your are any of your friends landlords yes yeah uh, would they be happy to maximize their investment oh for sure yeah <laughs> okay and then it's starting to have that conversation you know now i didn't know spencer had friends until i asked that question but i now know he i now know he i now know he does and i also know he's got landlords as well so you know but it's building that rapport and building that relationship and and asking those questions but look, we're finished off, Spencer. There's a there's a couple of um, other questions here. So, do you not get confused, landlords, who when the washing machine floods, they thought you were on a managed service? So, how would Never. you go about educating? So, it's about education, yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's just that's clear communication. It's just you know the we that it's not about the landlords being confused. It's the tenants who make the call. So. The landlord, if they're on, they're on, and if they're off, they're off. So you need to point the communication line from the tenant to the relevant property manager. That that just wouldn't happen because it's not the landlord doesn't want anything to do with it. The landlord doesn't want the tenant calling them with a with a management issue. Far from it. It's the tenant just oh I've got a problem. What do I do next? And that's what you need to pick up. Okay, brilliant. Thank you, Rav. Does that answer your question? Andy, some clients are more high maintenance and some property managers who are more touchy-feely, they will look after less in greater detail. Um, Stephen Brown, you are anal, but you make your match with Spencer. Um, Spencer, <laughs> Spencer, has your growth been 100% organic or have you purchased portfolios? Uh, we haven't purchased a portfolio, no. Um, the biggest success we had initially 
was um, knocking on the doors of agents. This was 10 years ago or so. And, and you know, I was just looking at them from the outside thinking, well, they, they can't, they must want to call it a day just from their facade and looking inside and what have you. And I did a couple of very small JVs with them um, and offered a percentage of any fee that we got from existing clients of theirs on a, I think it was a buy up for 24 months or something like that. And uh, that wasn't so successful. Um, so 101 doors slammed in my face, but we got two landlords out of that. There was 120 units. Um, those landlords now have got 180 units and I'm still mm -hmm. managing the portfolios with the team. So that, you know, that, and then what happens is you get a portfolio landlord in and they tend to know one or two other portfolio landlords. Um, but no, no acquisition, although that is on the horizon, that's not something that we wanted to do. We, we needed to uh, understand much more about us and what we needed as a team before we could jump, you know, jump into buying another company. Okay, brilliant. So Rev, hopefully that answers your two questions. Well, he goes. Okay, um, Andrea, I like the fact that Spencer has coordinated the colours in his t-shirt with the room he's in. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer, um, you've been absolutely fantastic as always. Um, you know the the gold that you give um, and the help that you give. You go. Even Chewy's giving you a round of of, of barking now. He's got to come in and have the last word of the dog as always. Um, You've, you've been exceptional. I love the fact that you always want to make things better um, in everything you do. Um, you're always putting your um, colleagues and your customers and finding ways to improve, get better, make a massive difference. And you certainly, you know, you're certainly doing that. So thank you. Really, really grateful for your time this afternoon. Oh, it's run, it's run over. I think you've been the longest. Um, the, long, the longest Facebook Live have done. So thanks very much. Really, really grateful. Um, tomorrow morning at half past seven, I've got um, going to be joined by John McGrath and Troy Malcolm um, from Australia. Um, so looking forward to that. So please join me tomorrow at half past seven. Um, on Friday lunchtime, I've got Kevin Ellis, Tony A.V. Relo, uh, Paul Champolini and hopefully a mortgage broker coming on to actually discuss what's going to happen and what is happening on the ground since everybody's been back. Um, Lisa, great session and pointers. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully see you tomorrow. Isaac Ball, um, great tips, exceptional agent. Mandeep Dillon, see all the old Green & Co are on um, watching. They're no longer there now, but they're watching and learning. Andrea, being really informative, thank you. Um, Ruth, thanks guys, that's really interesting. Um, grateful for you watching. If you're watching on replay, thanks so much for joining and staying right to the end. Really appreciate it. Spencer, have a really productive afternoon. Um, keep on doing what you're doing. You're absolutely amazing. You're credit to we'll the industry, there. credit to the profession and credit to your company. So um, thanks very much, appreciate your time. Thank you. Bye, everyone.